I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the SC Report podcast for another week, everyone. As you know, all podcasts on our Supercoach Talk network are proudly sponsored by Brett Oten Solicitors, a law firm specializing in the entertainment media and, of course, tech industries. Now, if you need any intellectual property contract or other business advice, please visit brettoaten.com.au, B-R-E-T-T-O-A-T-E-N, Sydney-based but servicing clients throughout the rugby league universe. In addition to Brett's fine law firm, obviously, we are very happy to be supported by the boys from moneyball.com.au, Daily Fantasy Sports, of course, where you can play from as little as a dollar a week with tens of thousands of dollars of prizes to be won every weekend on both the AFL and NRL. So please make sure you get along and support the boys at moneyball.com.au. We've mentioned the last couple of weeks, our friend of the show, Alice, and his business, sleeperkeeper.com.au, with the Supercoach branded sweatshirts, which are awesome. So that is sleeperkeeper.com.au. Make sure you get along there. Use the promo code NRL Supercoach Talk to get your exclusive discount. All right, big show this week. Wenin is back in town, so let's get stuck into it. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to the SC Report podcast again this Wednesday night. We only have five rounds left of the Rugby League regular season. And we have the man himself back from hiatus, back from the wild wilderness of Mongolia, onto the podcast for the first time in a long time. It's Wen In. Mate, how are you? Mate, it is very, very good to be back. I just thought that um, it'd be appropriate just to get a little bit of class back onto the podcast, someone that's ranked into the top, you know, 1,000, add a little bit more depth and, uh, you know, uh, make it, you know, overall a better podcast. Yeah, well, we've needed you, mate. We have needed you. Joe Fitz is going along okay, but I, for one, am absolutely struggling. But you've had a couple of good weeks in a row, haven't you? Yeah, got pretty lucky last round uh, with a few big scores. Good, um, so two weeks ago with a good captain pick and a few other things um, really jumped me up into the rankings. But um, last week was just a little bit below par, but happily sitting at the moment at um, around about 800th. So. Hopefully, I've got a couple more rounds left in me. Have zero trades left, um, but um, have a fair bit of depth as well. So, how about you, mate? How are you tracking along? I think you're. What, are you still sitting within the top three thousand? Yeah, just. I think yeah, I got up to about thirteen or fourteen hundredth um, at one stage, but have dropped um, twenty six hundredth. Um, still got one trade left. Just scraping on. Just got over a thousand this week. Uh, a bit behind Joe Fitz, who had eleven hundred and one. So he's jumped up to 876, and he is only 25 points behind yourself. So I've fallen well off the pace, and I'm out of it. But it's going to be a good battle between the two of you to see who can finish on top for the season. Importantly, mate, I don't have a, um, a stake bet with Joe, but who I do have a stake bet with is uh, 
with the man himself, Tom Sankster, who has amazingly fallen out of the top nah. 1,000 now after being uh, in the top 100. So uh, I think Tom's going to owe me a stake at the end of the season, the way things are going. Also got one with Wilfred. Wilfred's travelling along pretty well. I think he's uh, well into the top um, either low 700s or high high 600. So, um, yeah, going to be pretty tight between him. We can just see how much the scores are fluctuating. But uh, what, how are the stake bets going, mate? Um, there's a there's a few tight ones. I, I think I, I reckon I've got Joe covered with the Jesse Bromwich one. He's, that was a stupid bet by him. Yeah, Jesse Bromwich is a dud. Joe's going to be paying out a couple of stakes on those. Um, I've lost to Copes. I'll finish in the top 10,000, so I'll have one over both of you two, but I will finish below both of you two, I think. I have to admit, which is going to cancel that one out. So, look, I think all in all, I think you and I are up. Fitz might be slightly down. Um, Wilfred's probably slightly down. And then Sanger, like you said, real fall from grace. Luckily, he works for the Telegraph, and he can still just steal his prize for finishing the top in the top 1,000 because he's just outside it. Um, but Wilfred's not far ahead of you, mate. He's only 44 points, so still a long way to go. Yeah, there's a long way to go. A few of our pods are pretty similar too, so uh, it'd be very interesting. Hopefully I'll catch up with Tom when I'm down in Sydney in September and October to uh, to get my stake off him, and uh, I think we'll be catching up over the next couple of weeks. I think next Friday going to the Broncos-Sharks game uh, together with everybody else in our, our league, uh, going to have the first stake night. So if anyone's heading along to that game, uh, myself, Nick, uh, Joe and, and Wilfred and, and the other guys from our league are going to head to the game and then probably head to the Caxton afterwards. So if you're, you're popping around and you're, you're going to the game, let us know and we'd love to have a beer with you. Beautiful. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. I better get cracking on that leave pass, hey? Mate, I don't need a leave pass. I'm like you. <laughs> I've got to tell, I've got to tell the... Uh, all the, the podcast uh, listeners about the story about the real story about the sweatshirt. Okay? Let's 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 let's. Um, so, where are you allowed to wear the uh, the supercoach jumper? No, I'm allowed to wear it anyway. I wore it the I wore it down the road the other day. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's cause your your leash only goes as far as the end of the road, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I was on my own. My wife gets a bit embarrassed with the whole supercoach thing, so. I was on my own out early in the morning, so I thought, bugger it, I'm going to wear it. And I wore it proudly. Well done. Well, I'm looking forward to getting my uh, jumper. Uh, I know that Joe's got him, but but let's just jump straight into the team news, shall we? Um, jump into a pretty high level and, and attack the uh, Thursday night game between uh, Parra and the Bulldogs. So not too much. I mean, we'll go very high level through this as well, but um, two notable ins here, or not ins, but one in, but... Um, is B-Mods, but uh, you've also got Nathan Brown, who uh, looked to potentially have suffered a pretty serious injury, but uh, thankfully just concussion, so he's in. So nothing else from that game from me. What about you? No, nothing else really. Bloody Bulldogs on Thursday night again. Probably going to be another bludger of a game. Yeah, so I was looking into the stats a little bit today, uh, or yesterday about that as well, and because I'm thinking about VCing semi. So did you know that they're ranked 7th overall? in terms of the best defensive side in the competition, even though they're coming 13th on the ladder. So that just shows how shitty their attack is. Like, um, um, they've conceded, uh, you know, seventh fewer points than anybody else. So um, that's, you know, um, it's just going to be a very, very dull game. And then I think next week you've got the Bulldogs versus the Rabbitohs. So um, maybe time to just tune into the Bachelor on Thursday nights, mate, and not have to go anywhere else. I think so, mate. 
I think so. That's what I was saying last week up against the Panthers. Um, you know, I thought the Panthers would win, but the Dragons defensively, I mean, sorry, the Bulldogs defensively are pretty good. Um, so that, And I said, don't Captain Cleary, VC at best. And then what did I do on Thursday about 6.30? Changed the captain onto Cleary. And he proceeded to score 40 points. So, good one. I can't, I can't believe you did that. I saw the captain on it, and I'm like, what are you thinking, mate? It's a Thursday night, free hits. you got to be kidding yourself. I know. I know. I don't know, mate. Go big or go home. That's what yeah. I say. Um, well, you, you definitely do go home, mate. Let's talk about the uh, the Dragons versus uh, the Rabbitohs here. Probably could be looking like a probably another dull game. You've got Burgess that has been named. We'll talk a little bit about him later on. But nothing too much else there. No, Burgess is the main one. Like we said, named, but yeah, don't know about him. We'll talk him. We'll talk about him in trade time. Um, yeah, don't know. Potentially a sell, maybe even leave out of your seventeen this week, which would be crazy to think at the start of the season. But with the rubbish he's been putting up lately, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely something to think of. The late game yeah. Friday, Cowboys and Storm. Should be a good game. Unfortunately, Munster will not be playing. He's out with an ankle injury. Should hopefully only be a week, though. Yeah, mixed reports, but I think the Storm are pretty confident that he's uh, only going to miss the one week. Uh, NRL Physio was suggesting that that injury is typically two to four. So uh, we'll just see what happens. Um, the Storm, you know, their uh, their medical staff need to get a big pay rise for what they've done this year, particularly with keeping Cameron Smith on the field. So... Uh, I think he'll probably pop back. It's maybe a little bit precautionary. You don't want to um, travel him all the way up to the north and just keep him in Melbourne, let him recuperate and um, get ready for next round. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Mate, do we even need to talk about the Knights and the Warriors? Oh, Bodine's out. I suppose that's relevant. I think he's done for the year, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone for the year. Um, I think that means he's Papali start, uh, which is good because it means that... Uh, the mannering will will stay on the stay at lock. He, he shifted to edge uh, in the last fifteen minutes, uh, last round, which obviously impacts his output. So um, keeping him at lock is what we want. Let's move on to the uh, the battle of uh, Southeast Queensland with the the Titans versus the Broncos. Probably you know everybody knows about uh, McCulloch being out, which is a a big bummer for uh, Supercone owners, but also for the Broncos. Um, that's going to put a you know a bit of a dint in in their. Uh, their finals aspirations. You got Ben Hunt moving to hooker and then Cody Nicarima moving to the halves. So a little bit unsure how this is all going to play out, uh, to be honest. Um, I'll probably be leaving Hunt out of my 17 uh, this round just to, to see what happens. I can't imagine that he'll be making 40 tackles a game like Macca. No, you wouldn't think so. And there's also been rumours that thiday has been training at hooker during the week as well. So he may come on. Um, you know, and give, and Ben Hunt may have a bit of a spell in the middle of the game or something like that. So, yeah, I think it's unfortunate for those who picked up Hunt in the last few weeks. But, yeah, I, I think people are probably going to have better options. So I'd probably leave him out if I did own him also. Agree. All right. So then the next game, nothing really happening, I think, with the the Sharks and, 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 the, uh, and the Raiders. Uh, for the Raiders, you've got Rapana and Papali coming back in. But I think that's about it. Um, that'll be quite an interesting game. I think Rapana's got a pretty good strike record against the Sharks as well. So you're a Rapana owner, aren't you, mate? Yes, unfortunately, I still have old mate Rapana. So, yeah, he'll come into the side this week. I think I'm going to bench Dylan Walker um, and run Rapana and Curtis Scott and Dylan Edwards ahead of Walker. So, yeah, it's good to have Rapana back. Um, Sharkies are a tough matchup, though, so I don't know. Don't know. 
Yes, be, that would be quite a good game, though, on the Saturday night if you're sitting at home. Uh, the next game is uh, Manly versus uh, versus the Roosters. So for Manly, you've got Dylan Walker's been named, but I think he's been walking around a moon boot all week. So uh, let's see if he lines up. And then Jake Friend has been named on an extended bench and, and could come back into the side. Yep. Sean Lane, your boy, only played the 23 minutes last week. According to Wenin's team's analysis, which is the, a great article that I read every week, without fail, but he's into Thanks, the, mate. <laughs> he's back into the starting lineup this week. Um, like you say here, should make him less of an auto-emergency risk as well. Probably the only other piece of relevant news from this one. And then moving on to Penrith first, the Tigers. Uh, mate, I am so hopeful of... Uh, Sorry, not hopeful is the wrong word. Desperate for Matt Moylan to return after being out um, with a hamstring injury, particularly with the loss of Munster. I really need him in my uh, my starting 17. Otherwise, I'll be forced to play the likes of a Cody Walker or Ben Hunt. Yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? I, I just saw that he was an in. I didn't really look to see where he was named, to be honest. And now I see that he's 18th man, which makes it a bit a bit more up in the air if he actually gets a run or not. Um so, yeah, last game of the week as well. It's a bit hard to, to start in with any certainty because you're not really going to have any backup, are you? No, it's a real tough one. So I'll probably have to make the decision um, on the Saturday night um, with Hunt, and that'll be, you know, whether I start him or, or whether I just go with uh, take the risk of Moylan and then just take an AE. So, um, and the other the other annoying thing is that the lane doesn't play until the Sunday too. So... Um, he could play 80 minutes, he could play 40 minutes, you just don't know, and, and he'll be likely be my AE issue along with Adam Elliott, but at least I'll know what he scores on the Thursday night. Jeez, mate, you are struggling this week. You are on struggle street. I'll be right, mate. I'll be right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, mate. All right, let's roll straight into trade time. Now, you messaged during the week and said you just wanted to do a short trade time. So I sent you a short list of like five players and you emailed me back with like 150 people and bloody novels on each of them. So who do you want to start with? Mate, you've got to give the people what they want. You said your exact words were, I've got no trades left, so let's make it quick. Hey, mate, do you know we've got a new uh, sponsor for the podcast? Who? Asahi. Hang on. (laughs) I I have not missed you at all. (laughs) <laughs> it's good to be back, mate. All right, um, jump into out. Fine. So, Some of us are finely tuned athletes, mate. We just have to drink water. Oh, wait, you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning, mate, to go for another 20K job? Nah, not 20. Tapering. Got marathon this weekend, so I'm in taper. Ooh, Ooh tapering. That's yeah. a good work, tapering. Yeah, I won't see, I'll see you out there on the course. <laughs> no, mate, I'll be out living my life and having fun. <laughs> Right, who do you want to start with, Burgess? Trade out. We'll start yeah. with we'll start with the cells first. Yeah, yeah, probably the most uh, talked about player this week. So played forty minutes in the past two games due to injury. Souths have got a pretty good record, pretty bad record. Sorry, of playing players when they've been injured this year. So um, they would they would be on pretty tight. Um, you know, a pretty close watch by the NRL. You think we've seen? You know. At, Crichton floating around with a moon boot. Um, a couple of the other guys as well who um, they've gotten a little bit of strife for playing him. So, um, yeah, Inglis. Be... Remember when Inglis played on with that injury? ACL, yeah, that's right. So it'll be really interesting to see if he takes his place. Um, thankfully, it's the first or the second game of the round, which is which is good. But um, at the moment, I will, if I don't know, as I said, I'm struggling without Moylan. So 
Um, I will probably have to play in my 17, but if I didn't have to, I, I wouldn't. Um, but I wouldn't be trading him. No, no, I'm not going to trade him. And yeah, like you say, I'm, even if he is named, he's a maybe. I mean, it depends who else you've got. My other options are sort of like Norman, Morgan, or Bura again. So it's much of a muchness. Those guys aren't going to score much more than a, a half-injured Burgess anyway. So... I'll probably end up running with Burgess, um, yeah, but I wouldn't sell him this close to the end of the season. I'm really only making trades for season-ending injuries. Yeah, no, you don't you don't trade a, a fit or half-fit player anyway. So he's still got a five-round average of 63, three-round average of 56. So um, you've got to have worst options, or far worse options in your side to trade him. So I'd be holding on to him until at least he's uh, you know done for the year. See you later. Yep, agreed. So what about the Walkers, Cody and Dylan? Again, both fit, um, but, mate, Cody Walker seems to score a try every second week, and he can still only average, you know, can still only score 40 or so, even with a try. And then Dylan Walker, like you said, stood on, got his foot stood on last week, and he's in a moon boot. Mate, I tell you what, when I was playing lower grades down at East, I used to get my foot stood on bloody every Tuesday, every Thursday night, and every Saturday, and I never walked around in a moon boot because of it. Mate, they were real lower grades, weren't they? Yeah, they were, but still. <laughs> <laughs> did they even call if it's that low? Is it even called grades, or is it called something else? No, nah, it's still still third division, still grades. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, I'm a Cody Walker owner. You're a Dylan Walker owner, I think, eh? Yeah, I've got both yeah. of them. Okay, so I, I think you know Souths is just horrific in attack at the moment. I captained Walker last week on the basis that he was. Um, you know, going shifting back to, to 5'8". Um, and, you know, he scored a try, did a few other things, but he's just not getting any other points. So no. um, really worrying. So Yeah. I mean, you can't play him with any confidence. You know, maybe if he's up against the Knights or the Tigers, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, I played him ahead of Morgan last week and he scored 41 and Morgan scored 40. So they're both just as useless as each other. But, yeah, I... I don't know. Unless you've got sort of five trades or more, I wouldn't be selling either of them. I'd just be sitting on them and trying to play them um, depending on their matchup each week. Yeah, so I mean, the Dragons concede, I think, 0. 0.6 uh, points per minute against uh, any player in the, well, the halfback or 5'8 for this year, um, You know, which really doesn't tell you a lot, to be honest. They're kind of middle of the range. So, um, yeah, I, I think if I can bench him this week, I will. Yep, yep, agreed. Agreed. So Sean Lane, your boy, he's back in the starting lineup, and you've got him as a sell. What's it, what price is he at? He's up to two eighty seven k. He's pretty much peaked in price, break even of seventy seven. But yeah, starting at number twelve this week. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, with Lewis Brown still floating on the bench, he's going to be an issue. Uh, he won't. He's likely not going to play the eighty minutes and. Uh, you know, if you've got one trade left, I'd be trading him over a Sam Burgess. Uh, I, you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to play any more than 50 minutes. And a lot of his points have been through attacking stats in his first couple of games. He, you know, got dropped pretty quickly from the side. So he's definitely a concern for the, the run home. And if you do have the trades, I would be looking to move him on. Yeah, yep, agreed. Again, it's, yeah, it's a, if you've got four or more trades... He's a sell, but if you've got any less, you may as well just stick him out. 
couple of outside backs, Curtis Scott and two of us are Sheck. So Curtis Scott is obviously maxed out in value, but he's providing good bench cover. You know, still managed over 50 last week, and he's got the Cowboys this week. Um, so, you know, he's a chance to cross over for a try again. And then two of us are Sheck, a couple of lower scores um, since Johnson went out. But up against the Knights this week should go quite well. So I'll be, yeah, again, it's it's going to be the same story with a lot of these guys. If you've got four or more trades, you can maybe look to sell them. But otherwise, as long as they're fit, you're just going to have to ride them out to the end of the season, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things there. Like, there's not too many. I mean, we're going to get to them in, in a minute, but there's not too many center wing uh, options that are just demanding to be traded in right now as well. They're kind of all a little bit up and down. Uh, Scott provides great bench depth, I think, but if he's you know, your fourth best centre wing, then you've got to look to move him on. But if he's your fifth or sixth, then you just hold for the rest of the year. Uh, two of Arsashek for me, uh, he's had scores of 63 and 27 without SJ, so not the worst. Uh, I think he was poor scoring all round in the game against the Sharks last week. Uh, he comes up against the Knights this round. He averages 70 points per game against them, and he's also averaged 70 points per game away from Mount Smart Stadium this year too. So... Um, it, this is not the week to be trading him, and, and it's even potentially if you've got a, you know an option to worthwhile of flirting with the VC option on him. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The Warriors play yeah the early game Saturday, so you can you can VC him and you can follow him with a, a Sharks captain, um, Trebuy, one of the Trebuyeviches maybe, or even Cleary up against the Tigers on Sunday afternoon. I think he should should have a big score there. Um, some of the other guys who people are selling this week, uh, obviously a lot of injury-related trades. you got McCulloch. He's he's the most sold person by a mile. People still selling Gutherson and Tohu Harris. few people selling Munster, uh, even though it looks like he's only going to be a week out. Um, yeah, that's, that's most of the sells. If we move on to the buys or the people who we're looking to bring in, We've got to start with Cameron Smith. I mean, playing his 350th game last week, he was only confirmed late in the piece that he would play, and he just absolutely killed it, didn't he? Mate, if I could make a goat sound without making a complete dick of myself, I would do it right now. But he is um, fair dinkum, the uh, the greatest of all time, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon. He he's looks like an accountant like you and I, and he, but he plays like a, a bloody legend. He's a legend. How do you how do you face a two to four week injury and then come back play your best game this year and arguably one of the best of your career four try assist yeah and lead your side um you know forty points against one of the um you know one of the better sides in the competition absolutely incredible He's yeah exactly like Manly was running second or third about two or three weeks ago so they're a pretty good team and they just pumped them. Yeah, 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 definitely, mate. So if you don't own him, you've got to get him in. And if you, you, you know, if you've got one trade, that's the that's the trade to make. And if you can't get him, bad luck. Yep, yep. And we'll get to VC and captain options a bit later on, but he is a definite captain option this week. Now let's talk through a few of these pods. Um, I'm going to jump a couple here on our list and go with your boy Woods to begin with. Five round average of eighty. You you should have got him, mate. Should have got on him. I know, mate. It was either between him or Jake Travoyevich wrote about it two weeks in a row. I just couldn't do it. Um, you know, obviously he doesn't play the, the big minutes. Um, and even if you saw on the weekend, he relied on a try and a line break to get um, 80 points. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, but yeah, he's been phenomenal of late. He's, uh, what, he's got a five-round average of, uh, of 79 and a three-round average of 84. So um, good on you if you picked him up, um, you know, about five or six weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely beasting it. His price price is four sixty five, so it's not too bad still. Break even fifty three, so it's it's not gonna go up hugely. Uh but yeah, at four sixty five. He's still good buying. Matt Gillette has also been on an absolute tear in recent weeks. He's up to four eighty K. Five round average is ninety, uh turned up on the weekend. Um I I can't get him in. I've had him before. He's a little bit inconsistent. I mean, he started the season 65, 19, 57, 51, 68. So nothing to write home about. He's had three tons in his last five games, which has pushed him right up there. But yeah, I I can't get him. I won't be getting on him. No, and, and I mean, the big issue with him has always been with him is his uh, base PPM. So even now he's got a base points per minute of 0.66. You compare that towards it. 0.87, compare it to a Vaughan at 1.08, compare it to, you know, a Nathan Brown even at 0.8. Um, um, so he relies heavily on those attacking stats and it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with Hunt shifting uh, into hooker. I think he averages across this season almost about 10 points less per game without Hunt in, uh, in the side. So um, him shifting to, to hooker will certainly be interesting for, for Gillette's output. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big risk to jump on him and one that I won't be doing. Um, I have actually considered making my last trade going Bura out uh, and buying Paul Vaughan, who had that injury-affected score, which dropped his price right down to about 360k. He's come back and had three good scores again. He's only at 400k. Um, he was... He was well up, I think, around close to 460, 470 earlier in the season. Uh, and I've got, I would have no problem buying Vaughan for the run home. No, agree. I think uh, Wilfred pulled, pulled this out um, this week. I think we're having a, a chat on, on our WhatsApp group. And, and he said that Vaughan, is, um, his average is far higher. Um, uh, you know, if you exclude the injury games this year, he's averaging over 70. So, um, you compare that to his current average of 68, you're getting a little bit of value there. And, you know, he's just a, a point per minute beast at, you know, close to 1.1 points per minute. So, um, yeah, definitely don't begrudge anyone for trying to pick him up. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a good buy. A couple of outside backs here. We spoke about these guys a little bit in prior weeks. Uh, Chambers and Dugan. 
Chambers has had a very good score in that big win on the weekend. And Dugan, another pod option out in the outside backs. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about these two guys. What do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty keen. If I had, if I was desperate uh, and I didn't have much money, I'd be looking at Will Chambers um, 100%. So he's got scores of 68 and 84 in the past two games. He's priced at 331k, which is ridiculously cheap for someone who's averaged, you know, over 60 in the past. Uh, he's got a three-round average of 65. You know, really solid base points per minute, um, which is what you want from your centre wing. Um, so I think he's a good buy. I mean, if you could play Dugan, is a is a really good base player as well. But if you look at uh, Chambers versus Dugan, Chambers' uh, base points per minute is 0.43 compared to Dugan's of 0.37. So. Um, you're getting a little bit of value there. Dugan was also shifted to the centres. We've only got a small, um, you know, one game worth to see what, what he can do from there. So, um, you know, if you're running short on cash and you need a set of wing desperately, then I think Chambers isn't the worst option. Yeah, yeah, agree. I'd have Chambers ahead of Dugan. Uh, Dufty from the Dragons played his second game on the weekend, scored 41 points. Not too bad. He's 122k, so his base price... Um, but I think, yeah, again, unless you've got five or more trades or you're playing head-to-head, maybe um, the time for cheapies has been and gone. And I unfortunately, he's going to have to go through to the keeper and it's gonna not, it's not going to be good for next season, is it? Because he's going to have an average now, so he's not going to be base price. Yeah, you know, it's completely irrelevant, like Kalen Ponga as well. So um, that's a little bit frustrating. Um, but yeah, I agree. No cows at this point in the season, unless you're absolutely desperate. You've got no bank, and you've got, um, you know, he's all you can afford. But what about uh, one player we did don't have on the list who has just been phenomenal this year? Um, Nathan Brown. So he's got 77, 81, and 90 in his past three weeks. Price at 460. He's got to almost be behind Cameron Smith. He's he's the number one trading target if you don't have him. I think his ownership is only you know sitting at around about 20% at the moment. Amazingly. Yeah, he's a beast, isn't he? Just having a massive season. Got that knock to the jaw on the weekend, um, but he pushed through and looks like he's going to be fine to go this week. He's the fifth most purchased player this week behind Smithy, Vaughan, Dufty and Tedesco, who's um, only 400k and getting a bit of love there as well. But yes, Nathan Brown, definitely a go this week, I think. Um, and playing that Thursday night has to be considered for the VC as well. Agree, and that's a great segue, mate. Let's um, jump into discussing VC option captain picks because, you know, with myself with zero trades, you with, what, one or, or not to many, and, and everybody, all the other serious players basically not having any, um, it really is coming down to these um, VC and captaincy decisions, um, make a break. I mean, uh, Exhibit A last week, I had Cameron Smith locked and loaded the whole weekend. Um, got cold feet on Saturday night, just thought, you know, that sternum injury could be a, a real concern and then uh, decided, well, you've got Cody Walker shifting back to 5'8 and playing against a pretty rubbish opposition. Let's just see how, how it goes and um, we know the, we know what happened there, mate. Yeah, mate, at least it wasn't too bad. I mean, I think after about 30 minutes or so, he was sitting on minus 2 or minus 3 or something. Um, so at least he got up to 40 so not the end of the world, very similar to my Nathan Cleary, who only scored one point higher than Walker. But yeah, what could have been with Smithy, another 100 points there, you would have been well inside the top 500, you'd have to think. But mm-hmm. yeah, for this week, sort of, so Thursday night, like we said, 
Eels versus the Bulldogs. So you've got to think Brown is going to be very popular VC option. Semi Radradra could be an option also, mate. I see you've, you've noted here se- averages 70 against the Dogs. But like you mentioned earlier, their defense is very good. But he could be worth a flyer. I think so. Brown, you know, you're going to get 70 to 75 points. So I probably can get that elsewhere. I'll get that from Smith and I'll get that from Mannering. So I want someone that can potentially hit over 100. Um particularly with, with uh, Lane and, and Elliot uh, as my likely AE. So, um, you know, Semi is the only one that really stands out for me for that game, who is someone, without Gutherson particularly, someone who could, you know, maybe hit 120, 130 points. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he's a good option. The first game Friday, we have the Dragons and the Rabbits. So you've got the usual suspects there, Crichton, Burgess, maybe even Vaughan might be a goer there. You know, if he can get a try... Maybe a, another line break or something like that could be worth a look. Um, it's going to be a quick turnaround from that game if you do want a Captain Smith because he's obviously playing in the late game on Friday night. So you're going to have to make a call, you know, probably after sort of 65 to 70 minutes or so in that dragons Rabbitohs game if you do want to use the loop. Um, or if you want a Captain Smithy, you're going to have to decide then. So just be ready to make that call if that's the way that you're thinking about going as well. Yeah, I think the interesting one from the Dragons is um, do you run with a, a Lafire or, or a Widop option as your, your VC as well? Because we've seen what Widop's done this season, 130, 30, 130, 30. So he's due, mate, for another big score. And, uh, you know, Lafire's looked, looked pretty good in a, in a poor Dragons unit as well. So if they can pull it together against uh, uh, the South, he could be up for a, a big score of two. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And if you're going to go with the captain later in the weekend, we're thinking, you know, your options are Mannering or maybe Gallon. I mean, look, he's been okay in recent times. He's got a nice three-round average is 77, so you can't really complain about that. Just a, the 61 on the last on the weekend was a bit disappointing. Fafita only had 52 as well, so Sharky's forward's a bit down there. But I think Mannering's a good option against the Knights. Yep, I agree. I think that um, Mannering, as we said, he had a down week last week. Before that, he was smashing out 80s. So um, it, it, I'll probably be looking at him to be my um, my captain, uh, just depending on how I go, would de- like where I play on the, the Thursday or the Friday night, I think. Would you let it ride and wait all the way till Sunday afternoon and give Cleary a go? No. No? Up no. against the Tigers? Nah. Tigers have been hasn't been that bad, mate. Who'd they play last week? They played. They the beat the Titans. Titans, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, but the Titans are. Who was playing? Oh, Tyrone Roberts scored eight last week. <laughs> what did Al- LG scored 23? How'd your boy Taylor go? I don't know. Let me have a look. Taylor scored 55. So, yeah, no no huge scores there against the Tigers last week. So maybe it's maybe it's a week to stay away from Cleary this week. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hate leaving the captain option to the, the last round. I think um, it's it's just you know it's I think when the, it was Monday night football, leaving it there, there's a bit of a curse floating around for yeah. a bit. That, that that captain always used to stunk it up or get injured or anything like that. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think with Smith and Mannering and a few of those guys, you'd kind of be silly um, not to play them um, because I mean that's what I did with with Walker last week trying to go. But if you look at the probabilities, like. Uh, 
if you get 90 from Walker and you have the VC or you have the captain on him, you'll be absolutely stoked, right? Mm. Um, and, and the chances of that are quite low. If you get 85 or 80 from Cameron Smith, I mean, you're like, yeah, well, that's what I was expecting. So, yeah, I think it's just time to start playing a little bit safer, um, be a little bit advantageous with the VC, but just lock your captain on the guy that's, you know, that's going to get 70 to 80 points and just be happy with that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, mate. All right, let's let's jump on to some questions here. So you grabbed a few from Twitter, did you? I did. We have spoken about a few of these throughout. So Chris Woods, 06, uh, had asked about Dufty. I think we've covered that. We both um, agree that you probably don't need to be going chasing cows. And he's he has scored 100 uh, in his first two games, but uh, he's probably not somebody that I'm looking at, and I think you agree with that. Yep, agreed. So the next one is at Cruzy 6 So he currently has six trades. What the hell? Um, left after buying uh, or left after buying Vaughan and Kronk. Uh, which players should I be thinking of bringing in? So I'm pretty sure that we've um, we've discussed a few of those. But Cam, I haven't seen his team, so um, just rattle off the players that we've spoken to. But Cam Smith and uh, and Nathan Brown at the top of the list. Um, anyone else? Oh, firstly, I'm not sure why. Cruzy, why you've brought Kronk. Um, three round average is 49. Five round average is 51. Um, I'm not too he's sure. He's a massive if, fan. Must be. Must be just think that he's, you know, good looking or something like that. I don't know. He is pretty good looking, actually. Mm, um, so is Tara. Tara's good looking, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe just reconsider that Kronk pick. See, see if you can get, again, like you said, we don't know his team, but see if you can get a better halfback in there. See if you can get a Cleary or someone like that. I would be Nathan Brown, Tedesco. We mentioned him very briefly, 400K, averaging over 70 the last five weeks. He's finding some good form there as well. So I like the look of Tedesco and Nathan Brown in addition to the guys who you mentioned. Can I just bring up a random fact here? So I'm just sitting on... Um... Tom Trevojevic's uh, uh, stats page on the Daily Telegraph's uh, website right now. Do you do you know that one person has traded in Kevin Locke for uh, <laughs> Kevin Locke? Uh, is he is he still alive? He's over in Europe somewhere, isn't he? Surely. No, he's he's playing with Manly now. Is he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. They're obviously maybe they've got inside news. Maybe there's something we don't know, and Trevojevic is out for the season. He's gonna Locke's gonna take his place this week, and this guy, this one guy, knows, and he's just gonna laugh at us all. All right, I'm calling Tom now, and I'm gonna request one more trade just so I can bring in Kevin Locke for Tom Trevojevic, <laughs> and then I'll captain him for the rest of the year. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Well, someone bloody knows. Yeah, this bloke knows. This bloke knows. <laughs> So if you are that guy, please just hit us up and let us know what, what you're thinking. <laughs> it's always good going and looking at the players and looking at who who they've brought in or who people have brought in for them. There's always a few in there, a few funny ones. Definitely. Okay, so the next question, mate, is from uh, at Rick underscore Gaddy. He said, how important is looking at matchups in the final three rounds considering most people will be out of trades but then? So I think I can talk to that one. Um, having not having any trades for the past two weeks, matchups have been very important. So uh, a, a good example of that was uh, Semi two weeks ago scored I think close to 100 points, and then last week saw his matchup against the Broncos, and it would have been very easy just to roll him out again. But uh, you know, decided not to start him in my 17, and then he scores 20 points. So 
um, floating around with that as well with the halves. So same thing with Ben Hunt, had a game at Suncorp, uh, scored in, I think, 70, I think. Um, and then last week, I he wasn't in my 17 and then scored poorly away from Suncorp. So um, matchups are very, very important um, this time in the year. What do you think? Yes, agree. Definitely for attacking players, halves and outside backs. Yeah, definitely get on. Um, definitely get on and see who people are playing in the final three rounds. Look for those games against the Knights, the Tigers, and such. The Warriors—they're pretty useless these days. Um, yeah, definitely for halves and outside backs. And like you say, you've got to set your team up um, in those positions depending on whom they're playing for that particular week. Yep, agree, agree. Um, I mean, even if you just look at who's conceded the most points um, so far this season, uh, and it's probably, you know, Parramatta have conceded um, you know, 0.78 points per minute against um, this year, which is not something you, you know, you probably generally expect. Um, you look at the, the Knights are pretty close to them. So it's important to, to have a look, um, if you can, get some stats against, you know, look at who's been conceding the from a, a super coach perspective this year and, and uh, yeah, use that to your best. Definitely. So at 12, Shock is asking us if uh, Sam Burgess is a trade-out. I think we covered him at the start of the show. We both sort of said, don't trade him, but um, you, there's, you definitely do not 100% have to play him this week if you feel like you've got someone there who's a better option this week. I've got no dramas with that, but I wouldn't be selling him. Um, and then last one from at the girl folder, what to do with Tohu Harris? Been a bit of a nightmare. Um, the only plus side of me trading out Crichton and bringing in Morgan was that um, it freed up enough cash to trade Tohu and get Jake Dubrovich the same week. So that was uh, that was the plus side of that, that bad trade there. But, I mean, Tohu's got to go. I don't even know if he's going to be back this year. No, mate, you tell me. You've got him, don't you? Or you, you said you just traded him out. Yeah, that was the week I sold him. So the, the plus yeah. side was that I sold him, but the downside was that I also sold Crichton and got Morgan in, and Morgan's scored about 80 points in three weeks. Yeah, uh, I, I would be trading him out. It doesn't look good. He's going to the Warriors next year, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, it's all very hush-hush about what's happening. So I would probably be moving him on. Yep, Agreed. Agreed, mate. All right, we'll we'll start to wrap up now. We've got the usual things coming this week. Uh, buy, sell, hold. Captain's chat will be out tomorrow, obviously, along with the weather report before the Thursday night game. Um, and then we'll roll into the weekend again, and we will do the same sort of format for the next four or five weeks through to the end of the season. NFL season starts soon, which I'm looking forward to. Um, as well, and mate, just one last thing to finish on. So Wilfred wrote a really good article this week uh, on one of the websites, which I will find, and I'll try and link to it actually in the post of this podcast. Um, just about fantasy sports in general, and and the fact that the NRL and sort of Fox Sports and that should embrace it a bit more, similar to what they do in the US, I suppose, with the NFL fantasy in particular, which gets a whole heap of media coverage. Uh, you know, they've got a heap of players there, a lot of players only watch NRL because they play super coach. So look, it's a, it's a really good read. I, like I said, I'll link it up there and made it make some really good points. Doesn't it about whether or not the NRL should invest some more cash into the fantasy space? Yeah. And I think it's all well intended. And I, and I think that that's how Wilfred um, kind of finished off the article as well. But 
yeah, you and I have had this discussion numerous times, and it's you, you just can't compare it to the American market. Um, you know, when you've got 400 million people that, that live there, including Canada, and then you've, you know, you see the amount of money that ESPN gets pumping through it, there is a market there for fantasy sports. And it's something, if you look back uh, to when, I think there's a really good 30 to, for 30 on um, baseball fantasy and how that started in the 80s. I mean, don't forget, it's something that started almost 30 years ago and it's only really taken off in the last 10 years. So we're, we're very, very fresh into it this year. Our market just isn't big enough. Um, I mean, if you look at the amount of people that play um, NRL Supercoach, for example, of 100,000, and you think about how many people watch NRL, it's still very, very small. I mean, even if you look at the hits that our website gets, uh, we've kind of reached our, our market cap, mate, and we've been you know, doing pretty well, um, and we thought it would just continue, but it's it, over the last year, you just really see that that's kind of where the market's at. So um, it would be fantastic. Um, it, it, the AFL is, is probably further ahead, I think, um, but for them to, to support any sort of investment, um, there needs to be, um, you know, demand, and I don't think the demand is currently there to, to warrant it. I think, if anything, it'll probably shift towards maybe a draft stars or a money ball kind of format, um, you know, we've seen how well in particular Moneyball has gone in the last, you know, two years with our, you know, close relationship with them. And, and um, I think if anything's going to take off, it'll probably be that over the, the free fantasy sports is kind of where I see it. I'd love it to happen, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's – I don't think it's fair to be comparing the Australian market to the US, um, particularly if you look at the numbers that are over there. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, they're probably – they're sort of about 20 times – bigger than us uh it'll be good in sort of two or three years when they when we get a tv show and when they sort of you know scout the tape of joe fitz on the countdown show and they give him a call and you know and basically he's first man up and then i'll follow him and then you can sort of do research and stuff for us in the background that'll be good. Oh, this is this is a g up as well isn't it mate <laughs> I was, about, I was about to say something nice, and I was saying, well, you know, you and I have got two nice heads for TV, whereas Joe Fitz has got a nice head for radio. But um, you've really, you've really laid it on me there, champ. Thanks. Uh, oh well, mate. You, I've missed you. I haven't spoken to you for a while, so got to give you a bit of stick. You do, mate. I love it. And speaking about stick, I'm just having a look at our um, really competitive league, um, Young Legends. Uh, shout out to the boys. Um, I think you're sitting nearly last. Yeah, on head to head, I think I'm almost last, but I don't mind. I don't care about head to head. Yeah. Now, overall, I'm sitting. Oh yeah, eighth. Eighth yeah, out of no. twelve. And uh, where am I? Third. But the the league is coming fortieth overall, so it's a competitive league. Yeah, it's a good league. Good league. I'm who am I? I'm sitting ahead of three of your mates from work who I don't think have ever played Supercoach before. No, well, JT has, definitely, um, but he still sucks. Um, but, um, yeah, Mark Gill, I think he started the year <laughs> having no idea what he's doing. I think he came to this one week. He wanted to trade out Cody Walker and then bring him in the next week. So it took him, it took him a little bit to, to figure it out all out. But I've got a feeling that um, that he's going to be one of the dark horses next year because he's, a, he's pretty bloody good at EPL fantasy. Um, so I reckon that... That he's a guy that could kind of come from, you know, being ranked in top fifty thousand at the moment to someone that could hit easily top five thousand next year because he's um he's pretty switched on with this kind of stuff. So, uh, and, and again, that that all comes back to their fantasy sport conversation. Somebody who hasn't really watched too much of it before from England, uh, but now he's watching a lot of it because of uh, NRL Supercoach. That's right, mate. 
That's right. All right, we better wrap it up. It's past my bedtime. Got to get my beauty sleep. Mate, thanks thanks for jumping on. It's always good to talk to you. Hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll get to do it again before the season is out. Yeah, always a pleasure, mate. And, uh, yes, looking forward to, to seeing how it turns out and also following with interest over the next four weeks. Exactly, mate. All right, speak to you soon. See you, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 